1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is you in order now on the mcdonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com
2: welcome to rob ryan red a rexam podcast by nathan salt and rich fay bringing you all the latest views news and interviews from around the race course Now, if you're new around here, make sure to subscribe. But enough of that. Let's get on with the show.
1: Croeso, hello. Welcome to the latest episode of Rob Ryan Red, the Wrexham AFC podcast brought to you in association by our brand new sponsor, Red 10 People development. Naif. we've seen Rexham have to withdraw one of their own sponsors this week. This one, hopefully slightly less controversial than Lucas Oil.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping that this one lasts longer than 16 days. So we're on about day three or four, maybe. It's going well so far. I mean, I like the colour red uh, and I like the number 10 uh, worn by Super Paul Mullin. So yeah, red 10 people development. Uh, brilliant brilliant and and nothing so far as I know they don't do anything with oil rich
1: which is probably a boost yeah Wrexham based uh business as well
2: yeah they are and it's uh you know supporting other Wrexham fans and yeah it's great we've been kind of itching to get a sponsor just to help us out a little bit and yeah they they've been great with us so really appreciative of those and also something slightly different in the podcast rich when I edit these people will know and I've seen a few people tweeting about it already when we announced it the little musical stings they're called in between right to mix instruments it up, that, you, I, yeah. yeah i do I, I definitely i don't have any sort of set structure it is completely random when i flick through the you free you can tell what catalog. mood nafe's in
1: when he's editing yeah. the podcast by what sort of music he's putting in
2: yeah you're like oh an upbeat saxophone he's in a good mood or like a, a downbeat bass guitar um yeah so th- so they will be parked for a while i don't know if people are going to be sad or happy about that but we've also partnered up with uh hypnotic hope i'm saying that right there are another Rexham fans and uh, Rexham band and they have kindly provided me with a plethora of uh stings from their songs and so we will yeah we'll be we'll be sharing those throughout the podcast and give them a listen give them a follow instagram or spotify wherever you get that good stuff so yeah fine is one of their songs that we're trying to push in this podcast and there's other ones gaslit and and Hope I'm getting these right, Rich. I'm. I'm yeah. not really good. We're a bit new to next the sponsor world. Well, aren't we?
1: next month they've got a new song, uh, a new version of their song "Taken Out." And wow. uh, There's also a cover okay. of Dire Straits' classic "Tunnel of Love" coming as Ooh. well in not too distant future. So that's Red Ten People Development. And their link is in their bio for this podcast, as well as the band Hypnotic. You can check them out on all your usual sort of streaming sites. And when we're on the topic of sort of getting this paperwork on, out of the way. Instagram. We are now on Instagram as well, Nave. I know you've been loving hey. putting the reels up this week already. That's Rob Ryan Red on Instagram, as well as Rob Ryan Red on Twitter and Rob Ryan Red at gmail.com. So if you're on Instagram, please do drop us a follow.
2: Yeah, drop me a drop us a follow shot. Sure. I, I had that awkward moment where I thought, what if someone else has already taken at Rob Ryan Red? It's, it's highly unlikely, but I thought, you know what, there's so many users We're going to have to
1: sort of copyright our name on every platform like, I, now.
2: Yeah. I was thinking am I gonna have to am I gonna have to try and approach somebody for that the, the at Rob Ryan Red Handle, but no, uh, got it. And Twitter we're nearly at five K Rich, which would be great. It's a real that'd be a nice little signifier, wouldn't it, of, of how far the podcast has come in well this is episode seventy two now. So I'm and also I'm I'm looking for a bit of advice from either for myself, Rich, or from the people listening. Um I'm a little bit full of cold. what what kind of cold remedies? Because it's summer, it's nice, I wanna get outside. Is it cold I also or is don't it want people suspecting that I'm ill is it actual uh, cold. I don't think I've or... got hay fever. I think I'm a, I've actual I've actually got a cold coming on. Um but mm. if you've got any advice, if you've got any kind of quirky home remedies, I'm well, looking well, to see the most obscure home remedies that you can come up with.
1: Well, speak Felix Magat
2: style cheese on the leg and all that sort of thing.
1: Well, no, I spoke to my mum the day before we recorded this podcast because I've been suffering from high pollen myself and her her right, tip right. was obviously antihistamines, but to um sure. shove some vaseline up my nose so it'd stop the pollen coming up. Which I makes sense wow. for hay fever, but I don't think. Can you still breathe it, or? Yeah, I'm not sure it works for a cold yeah. because obviously the problems inside you already, rather than <laughs> trying to block something out. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I was going to. Well,
0: yeah, look, I if your mum's got any more that.
2: tips for, for, for my for my ailments and my cold, then let me know or or let us know at Rob Ryan Red. As Rich said, I'll remind her on that at Rob Ryan Red on Twitter
1: and Instagram and Rob Ryanred at gmail.com. Yeah, you mentioned that episode 72 of the podcast. Just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to episode 71, our interview with Cam Green last week. I say our interview. It was all done by <laughs> Naif, as is the interview you'll listen to today. And that's what made my bugbear, Naif, because what I think our best interviews ever are, I was not a part of.
2: Oh, no, that's nothing on you, Rich. It's just I've, I think I've got lucky. I've got lucky with the people. Cam was... Brilliant, and it was so strange to see his name hit in the national media headlines. And who knows, after this comes out, will he be in the Love Island Villa? Is he there? Currently, Dan Jarvis and Tyler French, who he says in the podcast, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. What are you waiting for? But he says that he lived with Tyler French and Dan Jarvis. Both of those are currently uh, enjoying it in Ibiza. So they're on a little lads holiday in Ibiza. Is Cam Green there with them, or is he heading into the Love Island Villa some sort of fling uh some sort of ex partner to Gemma Owen who is getting out of screen time on Love Island. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting for Cam, but he came across brilliantly and yeah, I was really warmed by all the people who listened to it and, and all the comments, you know. Uh one of our most popular episodes of the entire podcast. So it really speaks volumes and yeah, thanks for listening and, and tell people about it. If 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 he does end up going on the island and people want to learn a bit more about what he like admittedly Wrexham related but what is he like as a person really listen to that and uh yeah thanks again to Cam for that because it's brilliant
1: yeah maybe it'll be Casa Verde or whatever they've got it this <laughs> year, the House of Green um in terms of other sort of stuff to get through we understand that the pre-season schedule will be announced this week so probably once you've heard this podcast anyway we know it's it's supposed to be coming out we already know there's a game against Buckley that's been revealed uh, huge The nineteenth of July on a Tuesday night, Um, we're playing Buckley Town away, which will be good. Nantwich haven't officially announced it on their preseason schedule, but we when we spoke to Humphrey earlier in the year, you can go back and listen to that podcast. He did say that that Wrexham owe sort of owe Nantwich a preseason friendly because when we played there in the FA Cup fourth qualifying round replay against Marine, that was part of the deal to use their stadium so maybe that's one to, to keep an eye on so we've got pre-season news which we'll probably get into next week next week will be more of a sort of typical podcast where we get yeah. into the news stories and yeah. hopefully maybe some new signings as well but we just want to touch upon all the exciting stadium news as well before we get into the interview today Obviously, the week started off with the news, new floodlights. We used that meme on Twitter that, you know, we've already got massive floodlights, but there's even bigger ones on the way, eight metres taller than the ones already in place at the Kairas. They're needed to get to the appropriate lux levels needed to host international fixtures back at the Kairas. So they are maybe a change that it'd be sad to see the old ones go, but that's a change that needs to happen for us to progress as a club and to hopefully get football back in glad, Cymru. And then we've got the news that's dropped just an hour before we recorded tonight of Wrexham's proposal for the new COP stand, a five and a half thousand capacity stand, which will also include a hospitality lounge, office and club retail space, along as facilities for the Wrexham Community Trust to utilise. It's a very modern, striking, beautiful stand, Nafh. Are we sort split? Got
2: a on black look. Are we, are we split? I quite like it. I'm not sure of the black. I'll admit that. I'm not sure of the black But I, 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 think it's. I mean, it's an impressive video. I'll give it that. It's, it's hard to. It's hard to say the video isn't incredibly slick, and and whether it turns out exactly like that. Dare I say it was when I, when I was at university, kind of around Salford area, as as you were as well, and I was seeing kind of artist impressions of how they were going to redevelop theirs. It looked. In a way, somewhat similar, obviously in a much smaller scale, but somewhat similar, and the reality wasn't spot on, like for like. But I, I was really impressed with it, Rich. I know that maybe you weren't as blown away with it as I was.
1: No, it's just something about when I, my first impression of seeing it, personally, was just I didn't take to it that well, just because it yeah. does stand out like a sore thumb. It makes the rest of the stadium look like it needs development as well. Um, it just looks, you know, very bespoke. It looks which huge. I suppose you want to stand though. that. You want it to stand out. You don't want it to be a soulless dome, and you don't want it just to be a generic, crappy lower league ground. So you know, it's it has got that going for it. That I mean, it it's good though. I mean, you can't you can't sort of poo poo it because this is the no, closest no. we've been to actually happening, and it all feels real now. And we've spoken in the past how this entire takeover has felt like a fever dream, and the cop has always been something that we talk about. But then deep down you think, is it actually gonna ever happen? You yeah, say, exactly. You sort of say it and, and in hope, but maybe not in belief. And yeah, just to see that there's an actual proposal now, and that is how it might look. And you know, obviously, myself included in this, those who renewed their season tickets early this season were told that there'd be a chance to then have first dibs of a of a seat on the cop when it's done as well. So the thought of being able to stand there and watch Wrexham games in the future is just so exciting is that, your, is that
2: your temptation off the back off the absolutely bat? you, that you, you, you absolutely. would just
1: completely cross over yeah yeah definitely and again that will depend on which league we're in and what we do for an away end you know there, there is a chance it could become the tech end again or you might just keep it where it is now and maybe open up a bit more space above for, for fans to have that on a weekly basis because if you're going up the leagues there's going to be more need for that but that's so one to big, cross bigger
2: stands bigger stands and even bigger floodlights all getting bigger and better
1: Massive club, that's what I like to think. And again, it's the little sort of lift that we've needed after that end of the season because, yeah, we're all doom and gloom for a week or so, but God, I've been walking around Manchester today in the (laughs) sunshine, wearing my Wrexham shirt, and I'm excited again. I cannot wait for the new season. And yeah, it might be Buckley Town away. I don't really care. It's going to be I'll tell you what,
2: though. I'll tell you what, Rich. A timely announcement that cop won based on the fact that there was a firm no comment at all Given on on the the I'll I'll say the shock split of, of Lucas Oil, um you know Lucas Oil were going to sponsor the season ticket cards and the the end the tech end, and and all of a sudden sixteen days after the announcement and the club you know were gushing in there uh, I think Fleur was quoted in the article which now if you go I think you can't I think that article's been taken down I don't think you can find that I think it's been archived on Red Passion and other places but. It's it's a bizarre one, is it? Is it down to negative media coverage? You know, a lot of fans. We linked, didn't we, to the article um, done by Lee, um, who, is it Lee Jones. I'm God. Oh, that, yeah, that, that, and I it, guess Lee there's Jones.
1: also yeah. that hypocrisy that was pointed out that you know, in the mission statement, Robin Ryan said we want to be a more a, a greener club, more sort of was, environmentally yeah. friendly, and then you partner with an oil firm, which, you know, is just not a good look at all. But like you said, there's been a U-turn on that now. That deal yeah. won't be going ahead. We'll keep you posted on that as and when we get any information or intel, of course. But like you said, Nate, let's hope that our podcast sort of sponsorship of Red Ten people development lasts a bit longer than that and is a bit more successful and hopefully less controversial.
2: Let's hope. Let's hope. I'm sure um I'm sure the guys over at Red Ten and Hypnotic are not gonna be uh Getting us into crisis comms anytime soon? Hope, hope not. Anyway, mate, maybe it's probably us two that they've got to worry about rather than the other way around. So I think we're, I think we're all right, mate.
1: Now we can get on with today's podcast. Nathan, as we teased earlier, it was an interview which you conducted yourself. It was one that we teased on social media as well a long time ago. You made the long journey north, yeah, for you, to Birmingham to St Andrews to meet a club favourite and a remarkable man, Manny Smith.
2: Yeah, it was a. Uh... that's the right word rich it was a remarkable day and a lot of people now had seen i think it was a 12 minute video that manny put out on his social media through his company Lexia group and there'll be mentions to that in in the description and, and all sorts of things like that and that's a combination of his daughter's names and it's very important to him mental health and all that sort of thing and people were really moved so you know um, a lot of people I respect highly, talking about how their former teammates, managers and all that, really moved by Manny's story. We all remember him going off at at Solihull, and yeah, over the course of two hours, I really got to pick his brain. We sat in a box at, at St Andrews, nobody there, just the ground staff cutting the grass. So there might be, if you hear a lawnmower in the background, that was someone who didn't really understand the sensitivity of a podcast mic. But yeah, it was in person, so... Hopefully, I can't really remember how it sounds now. I think it sounds okay. I'm sure I'll make it sound tip-top as best I can. Um, but like I said, we're going to split it up. So uh, we got onto a whole range of topics about some of his early struggles at Walsall and how he came come through there and, and some issues he had with social media and one fan in particular. And then it gets on to to Rick joining some how that came about, Gary Mills, some of the players he played with, uh, being moved position and, and all these other things. And, and then it gets on to... Really, the whole point of why I wanted to do it was an expansion on um on on his video and his mental health and and his struggles living in France and all that sort of thing and and I thought it was quite good to tee it up because Cam Green spoke a lot last week about how he cried and you know you listened to it yourself, Rich, about how he struggled mentally out the team. Well, you know, imagine Manny Smith who'd been player of the season and all these other things, his career came to an end and it and it comes to a comes to an abrupt halt. Click of your fingers, so yeah just sit back uh enjoy it absorb it and and let manny know give him your best and and he's doing great now and he's doing great things so this will be part one as i say next week we'll be back just talking about all things hopefully some transfers more about the stadium as we unpack it pre-season all that sort of thing and then after that we'll be back with a a part two so yeah without further ado i bring you the absolutely remarkable totally genuine manny smith (laughs) Manny, thanks for doing. It. I mean, we're looking out onto the St. Andrews pitch, which is nice and quiet. And first time we've done a podcast uh on location. Normally I'm with Rich in in my bedroom. Firstly, before we get in, there's lots to discuss. Firstly, how are you doing?
0: No, no, I'm good. Very, very good. Uh it's been a busy, busy couple of weeks. Uh keeping myself busy up and down, coaching. Uh from the, well, started off both businesses so it's been, it's been it's been good
2: you know firstly let's let's just talk about before we get into Wrexham and everything what is what, what are you doing now what are you keeping yourself busy obviously you're here at Birmingham yeah. what, what does that entail for you
0: um it's culture at the minute um they've got a foundation scheme that they do where kids come in and they do education and then at the back of that they do uh, football but I think there's four different teams. So obviously the better players are in team one. And then I think it was down to like team four. Uh, most of them want to do, do the football side and they enjoy it. Uh, but the one's in team one, team two. We really try and uh, push them on and see who can then step up into uh, the academy.
2: So taking it back to not that far from here at Walsall, you obviously coming through. What was that like? I mean, you, you know, you, I'm sure you, you were one of the better players in, in your area. You've come through, you picked out by Walsall. You, you're starting to come through at Walsall. What was that experience like when you look back to the start of your, your football journey?
0: Uh, it was crazy, really, because it all started from doing a scheme like that, what I'm doing at, uh, at Birmingham. Started off in Team 4, worked my way up to Team 1, no, Team 2. And then I was, I was playing centre midfield then. And then I can't remember, somebody got injured and nobody wanted to play centre-back. So they said, oh, I'll, I'll play centre-back. And then I stayed there for a few months, just stayed there. And then summer came. And then I got a call off uh, Mickey Moore. And he said, what are you doing? I was like, oh, no, it's summer. am just chilling, hanging around. He goes, uh, you'd be interested in going into Warsaw, looking at uh, centre-half. Uh, going on trial. I've got a trial, and if they like you, yeah. uh, get signed up. You'll have a one year in the youth team. If you do well, you can sign your pro. I was like, yeah, when does I start? He's like, well, it's Thursday today. Get ready for Monday. And then that was it then. I was winning and I was just so excited. Yeah, just really, really excited that I've got a, a chance to play a, a pro club and be in that environment. Uh, and, uh,
2: Troy Dean, he was, like I say, before we came on, we're talking about it. But you, you knew Troy through... through... Um, Walsall. and Walsall yeah. kind of any, any other familiar names that people might know that were in that kind of cohort of
0: players um, not really no. Nah. No, no no not really I think it, it, it would have been the, the main one, the main one no. but you, you kept in
2: touch with him he's, he's here at Blues right now isn't yeah, yeah, I still, yeah
0: I still keep in, in touch with him now still speak to him quite a lot um, he's, he's a good guy he's a good guy um, he's happy to be on playing for obviously Birmingham mm-hmm. uh, it's local for him and you know what he does. He, he scores goals, and he'll, he'll improve players around him. And he's not showing sure in saying what he thinks. So. You, you,
2: you, develop. You've come in. Moore's but you in. You made your pro debut two thousand and seven. Take you back. I do make you feel too too old now. <laughs> two thousand and seven against Torquay. You Rexham normally play now. Yeah. And We're kind of rooting for Torquay against Stockport soon. Um, what 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 was that like to to make? You know, you're talking to these young lads now. <laughs> Yeah. About can they get to that level where they can play at St. Andrew's yeah. or wherever the case may be at Warsaw? Yeah. What was that like for you? Just a bag of nerves, excitement? You know, how do you feel in that
0: moment? Well, I used to always say travel was the first thing, but I had centre offs in front of me. I had Chris Westwood, Anthony Gerard, Scott Dan, and uh, Ian Roper as well. So I'll always travel, but I knew I'll be the one that's making the tease and serving everyone's food, so I didn't really mind because I used to always watch them and, and learn off them. but then it comes to a point where I was starting to be on the bench quite regular, and I thought, I'm going to get a chance, you know, and I'm going to get a chance so my head was around, when's it going to happen, when's it going to happen, and then uh, Richard Monnier at the time, uh, it was fantastic with me, really uh, really pushed me and then uh, I think quite a bit something happened in the game, against Torquay, and I think he took off the right back I think it could have been Craig Bede. And then put me centre half, and I was with uh, Chris Westwood. I couldn't have been next to somebody better because he just talked for the whole whole game, just talked me through the whole game. And then he just—I was so excited and everything. I was only on for about twenty minutes, I think, Mm -hmm. but it just went so fast. And I was one of few headers, done a good uh, some key passes, really. And then that was it. The game finished, and I was just looking around thinking. I've just played the first team game there yeah, and then Richard Murray just come up to me and just give me the biggest hug ever and then at the game on the Saturday I'm sure it was Newport it could have been Newport and then I think on the Monday he rumored saying that I'm gonna be starting the game I was like no no chance we've got enough centre half there he's like no no you're gonna start just get ready to to start if you're starting and then name the team on the Tuesday and I'll starting. and I was thinking yes yeah, this is my chance now this is my <laughs> It's my chance to really have a, a good go at it, and then I think we won one nil, one one nil, and I got uh, and yeah, the match for it.
2: Chris Westwood, obviously, someone Wrexham yeah. fans know well, a great servant for us. I mean, what was he like, just off the pitch, someone to kind of learn from in those those early days? Yeah,
0: he was an excellent character. Yeah, I think he helped everyone, not just me, but he helped all the players. Um, always approachable, and always. Giving you good advice, but then could have a laugh at the same time. But he, he always wanted things done correctly. As long as things were done correctly, you could have a laugh. It was never the opposite way around where people mess around and just try and cruise through your training. It was always always demands from the players. It was an excellent captain and a good person to be around and learn off.
2: you know, one of the things with with young players, I'm sure there's an element from your position of of regret. Obviously, there was the story near the end at Walsall about social media and, yeah. and kind of what had, had gone out there when you look back do, is that just inexperience or you know do you think players now more aware of that kind of thing because it caught a few players out at that time yeah. uh, you know see people don't know that there was kind of some offensive yeah. remarks
0: that went out there well, well, how do you yeah. look back on that situation yeah. now yeah. now I think things get dragged up from six, seven, eight, nine years ago for players yeah. and obviously they're not the same person that there was then I think with my situation it was just my awareness was so off. I didn't realise the situation I was in. I just, I was getting loads and loads of tweets for random reasons and people saying certain things. I just thought, you know, I'm not having it, I'm just gonna say something back. And then said whatever I said back. And then like the whole thing switched like, why you said that, you can't say that to me. And I was thinking, you've just been abusing me for the last hour. And I said something and now there's a problem. But then obviously he caught up with me and then I just to come and speak to the club the next day. We had the game. He said, no, you're not playing, We um, have got to resolve this, this um, situation. And when I met up with the lad, he was just saying, you know what, I didn't even expect you to message me back. And I'm just thinking, because I'm like, I wasn't really used to that situation, I've never had anyone come at me on some i just used to having time with my friends. And you don't realise how many people are safe watching. Uh, or how many people look up to you, or what, response, what, what, what uh, responsibility you've got. So I think then it, it did catch me out, but then I got given another chance, if you know what I mean. Like it was, it was understand- not understandable, but do it, you're not going to get made an example of. I got fined and whatnot, but your job's still secure for that.
2: In a wider point, do you blame any player? Do you, do you kind of sympathise with players who maybe don't want to go on social media for, for, for that exact
0: reason? Uh yeah. I think people go on social media, obviously, because they want to know what some people just go on to know what, what's going on, they want to speak to their friends, they want to be, it's a place to be updated. And I use my Twitter just to be sort updated and everything, because if you want to want to know anything now, you just go on social media and social media will tell you what's going on. But people don't go on there to get abused or get things said about them because if they want in this profession. Um, it could it could be different. Mm. You, you have to you have to hold your tongue really. Like sometimes isn't it's not it's not fair that people make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, but when you got sometimes twenty thousand people messaging you crap and abuse and they start digging out family members and start going personal, mm-hmm. then you think you know what it's best I just leave it alone and get off it. Mm. But like most players, some people just create like a Separate account and just keep it private, and then that's it. Not don't even use their name; just use something different.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's not really, not really fair, there, is it? Really, that you can't be yourself. So. No,
2: it's it's a it's a you know we we've spoken to a lot of players in manner which is a professional job and you know podcast and it's a uh, it's it's unprecedented what players yeah. will get thrown at them. Usually, not people not expecting them to respond, yeah. and yeah. and I think. I think young players now there's an, F, there's an emphasis that every Instagram story and every tweet is analysed to within yeah. an inch of its life. And you know, for these, for these young players that are coming through everything will get dragged up. So like you said, you ended up, you got fined and you get a second chance. You end up, if, if, we, if we shift it on a bit, it's close to So you end up at Knott's County yeah. um, another big club at the national league level right now. What was that like going in there? Because it, it it was sort of the first real point where you had that long injury in terms of the, the knee injury there, wasn't it, ruled out yeah. for a few months. I mean, to, to, to hone in on that injury, obviously people will know what, yeah. what's to come. Were you prepared at that point to, to get injured like that, an injury like that? Well yeah, not know, because
0: uh, I came in and then I played every uh preseason game. uh, I was doing well and then started off with the first game, I think it was a cup game, and then got injured. But then I knew it, I don't know, you just know it, you're still young enough, I was 24, would I would have been 24? And then I knew it we weren't gonna say take me out of the game. I knew I knew I'd be able to say play in a few months. Uh, all my rehab was basically straightforward. Um I was ahead of schedule, if anything, with my rehab, and then I will not getting any pains or or anything because I knew I had another year left. Um Got on with all the players there. Got on with the staff at the time, and then gradually thought my way back in. Didn't, didn't play as much in my second year. You got different managers, can't come in, and they bring their own players in. But no, it was it, was, it was a different experience for me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it, enjoy it as much as I, as I should have.
2: You then were at about twenty fourteen. Now you come into Rex. How how did that move? Come about and, and what were your kind of early impressions? Because I know you obviously coming on trial, but how did that approach and, and move to Rexham come about?
0: Um, I knew I was I knew I was going to uh, leave I'm not County. Uh, there was loads of things that went on during the last season, especially the last half. And uh, I knew I was basically basically going to leave. Um, wasn't wasn't happy. I wasn't wasn't myself there. Uh, loads of things up when I'm behind behind closed doors, and I went ended up ended up training with Cambridge. I think they just got promoted, didn't they, to League Two? Mm. I was with Richard Money again, and then I'll, I was trained with them for a while, I was just trying to sort out a contract. I had the I had an op when I was at Walsall uh, from a heart. Right. I had the and the regular heartbeat, so I had, I had an operation, but then uh, I never had. Say the correct paperwork when I went to Cambridge. Cambridge, to Cambridge yeah. yeah. They want to see more like paperwork, but I never had it. So I was trying to ring the doc at Warsaw, couldn't get through to him. And it was about one or two weeks before the season started. And then Richard he said, "You know what? You can't get the paperwork. I like, can't really do anything. Like the deals there, everything's there, but if you can't get the paperwork. I can't really." People upstairs saying I can't really push it through. So I said, "You know what? I need to. I'll just leave there. Like, oh, Season starts soon. I need to be signed up somewhere. And then I, I was on the phone to uh, Mickey Moore once again, who got me to Warsaw. I was just spoken for the situation and he said he's got a mate at Wrexham. Uh, um, Would the mind go there? And I was like, Wrexham, well, uh, Wales? I was like, so I don't mind, I just want to play football. He said, go there uh, and I'll set it up for you just to go and train, see what you think. So I uh, went, uh, had a few training sessions, a few games, and it was it was class, to be fair, I never played in the National League, and I probably looked down on it, but yeah, I probably looked down on it, I never paid any attention to it, because I was playing League 1 football, and then I was going to go into League 2 football, and I never really thought about conference, and then the training and the lads, it was just, everything was the same, and we had some very good players there at that time as well, and then the, so I started negotiating and then it it just felt right. It just felt right. Especially especially coming from uh Knox County where I wasn't really wasn't really feeling it. I wasn't really, I was a bit a bit unhappy. So I coming to a place where I had a little buzz about it and it was a big obviously doing research, but a Rex was a big club for that league. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna give it a go. And then never, never regret it. Ever, never, never, ever regret it. Uh, I had a fantastic season there. I met loads of lads.
2: And, and Kev, so Kev Wilkin yeah. was was manager, the manager yeah. that brought you in. He, you know, was well liked when he came in, but a lot of players since have, have definitely been split. I think on yeah. on whether they like him and, and his assistant or, or they yeah. didn't. What did you make of it? How did you find no, him? No, it? I
0: liked him. I, I liked him a lot. Um, very straightforward. Straightforward. Uh, and it, for me, he was a good man, man manager for me as well. Um, obviously, I was from Birmingham. He'd give my days off when I, if he thought I needed it. Um, so it was a giver. Like any time the players wanted anything, he was give it. Up. Um, but I, I always used to. always used to work hard for him, like because he was such a good like person. Like he didn't, didn't ask for much. He just wanted they want to play, have fun try and get results.
2: Did some people see him? Do you think it's a pushover though because he, he gave so much freedom or, or uh, do you think because there was some strong personalities in that dressing room, or, you know, you you know the people in it in, yeah, in that dressing room. It's, it's
0: difficult, it's difficult. That's what I'm that's what I'm learning when I obviously get into the coaching side. Like how do you keep thirty people happy, twenty-five people happy? And then with Kevin Walking, how do you keep 30 men happy that all wanna play, they all think they should be playing? It's, it's difficult Difficult as a manager but personally with me I think it was always straightforward to me there was no everything was, everything was black and white
2: what were your early impressions of the, of the group we had at, at that time what we kind of when you've come in for this trial and these training sessions do you think we had a a really competitive squad I mean you said it at that well, level I, I,
0: yeah everyone could play football <laughs> that basically everyone could play football but I didn't know what I was going to come up against I didn't know what it would, what it would be like and then I can't remember who the first game was, but I got close with Wes York. And then I think Wes scored two on his uh, debut. And we, The game was, although it not easy, but I thought, okay, then this is this is good. And then I think the next game was Gateshead. And then everyone talks about Gateshead. Like, oh, it's going to be to play like Barcelona. And I was thinking, not a chance. Not not a chance of this team going to play like Barcelona in, in the conference. And I played them and they weren't far off. There was a, that was absolute joke. It was the best team I played against, and I didn't know a team could play like that in the conference. So you know, it, it made me more aware. But uh, it, it was good. Like I wouldn't. I'd advise people to play in the conference yeah, if, if, if they get if they get the chance, you know, especially the way it's going now. Look
2: like, at the, look at the teams in there in there now. You know, we're talking about. Uh, Wrexham, Stockport, Solihull, Halifax, yeah. all big, you know, clubs Notts County. There, there is big Lawrence clubs. There is big,
0: yeah, there is big clubs, and you can see what once clubs get promoted from the league, it's so hard to get out, then majority of them finish. Might, might, they might get a double promotion, or they might finish in the top five, six, seven. I'd like that but a right go. We,
2: with the group we had, and we, we you know, it didn't quite click as well as we'd hoped. I mean, we came eleventh in that season. Yeah. Where, where do you think it kind of got away from us in in that group? You know, we had a good cup run. Ended up yeah. getting to play Stoke, but league wise, we just couldn't find any consistency. Yeah. Well, what do you think? How does a team get that at that kind of Saturday, Tuesday? Because you've got a lot of games, but we just couldn't seem to string the the, run, the winning run together.
0: Yeah, I think I'd say really, it's just. Obviously, inconsistent. Mm. Inconsistent. Um, players play for different reasons. And if not, everyone gets on with the manager, then it becomes a, becomes a problem sometimes. And sometimes people can influence people around them. I'm not saying that players go out to get managers sacked. But we had a good team and we never went out there to lose games on purpose. Um, I think we I think no player does that. I think obviously you go out to win, but then certain different things drive certain players. And if you have got nothing driving there, then you're just playing the game.
2: You, you know, without there's no you know, name any names. Did you feel like certain? I mean, some have gone on record that they did, but did, did you feel like certain players in that dressing room wanted a managerial change?
0: I won't say they wanted. Them, I not say a managerial change. I just don't think they like the manager. Right. So, the, if that makes sense, I just didn't agree with certain things he was doing. So, that they would stick to what they thought was best for them. Um, but there was never nothing, never those, like big disrespects right. for that other icing. It's just, if you don't get on with the manager, you just come in, train, do what you need to do, and then get off.
2: He did, you know, incredible work, work, and he did get us to a an FA Cup third round. We had that big day out at Stoke. Should've a lot won, of us, yeah. a lot of us went. Should have yeah. won that game. Yeah. I had a, a nice row with Ian Wright on the radio on the way home. Uh, corners you know, little Old yeah. Wrexham. Um, that that game. The final. The. the Stoke. The, the Stoke game. Okay. When when that Stoke game, Mark Carrington, who, who we all love, yeah. you know, meant to, what player? You know? <laughs> yeah, what what a player he was. Scores, you're you're there playing. Did you did you feel in control of that game for for much? Because we were yeah. punching well above our weight, to be honest, weren't we?
0: Yeah. Well, for me, I think we played we played well that game. Uh, I think we had quite a lot of the ball, and quite a few chances. But then it always felt like they had like another four or five years, and you you're just waiting for it, and you're thinking, okay, when are you gonna start like being stoked? and being horrible and getting chances. So I always thought they'd get one or two chances. But then just to start bringing on different players, I think Crouch come on. Yeah. Stephen Ireland came yeah, on. And then obviously their, their ability their ability shows that they don't need seven, eight chances to score a goal.
2: What was that like for you as a defender? I mean, was Crouch pulling onto you? Or was he blaming you outside, weren't you? It, it was a, bit,
0: it's a bit, of, bit of both, really. A mm-hmm. bit of both, really. But because it's so big, Obviously, you're expecting to to win the ball, but he's more he's more good with the ball at his feet than you would think. Yeah. Like, even obviously at that level, you've got to be good because you've got to know to read the game and be in the right positions. But it was difficult to play against them. So very, very, very difficult.
2: So you know, we end up losing the game. They 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 rally on at the end. But, you know, one of the things you, you played with Blaine in that game, it did seem like, I mean, you, you seem to take a lot of pitches on the bus of everyone asleep. It did seem like you had a good, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it did, uh, it go back and find those if you want on my Twitter. But <laughs> it, uh, it did seem like you struggled with a bit of a bromance with Blaine. Do, do you yeah. think it, it is important that, you know, we're seeing that with this current team, yeah. the two strikers can't pull in together, great relationships on and off the pitch? Yeah. What
0: was it like with Blaine? Do you just hit it off immediately? Yeah, I still speak to uh, Blaine now. I've always, always keep with Blaine. I think because we were semi-off partners, uh, we had similar things in common. And we just just click with some people, don't you? Mm. Just click. And then because you know you partner up with him, it's best to get to know him more on a personal level. See what drives him. because See what he doesn't like. Because if you can help him out in the game, he's going to help you out. And I know that he preferred being on the left, and obviously I was on the right. God, I didn't really, I did really fancy being on the left. I'm more uh, right-sided, but I think we complemented each other well. And there'll be some games where I just knew he wouldn't miss there. so you don't not really gamble and not cover him. But we would have we would have fun when we're playing. We'll always have fun. It was like, I'll get more headers than you today. It was like I'm gonna I'm gonna put the striker in the stand before you do it. And we'll have little bets. And even when we got corners, we'll see who gets who works hardest to get back first. And we'll just we we'll have, we'll have fun with it. And it showed in our game and then we started winning quite a few games. And that way you just express yourself a that. better. You express yourself better when you when you're having fun and and you wanna win and you've got good people around you.
2: I did feel like even though we, we weren't in sort of playoff contention, we did have a lot of lads in that team who just were having fun. You know, yeah. like we had Mokes on the, the podcast, I uh, know yeah. kind of at that similar time and yeah. those has been on and look, some real lads who just love playing together. Yeah. And, and you two were, it was funny. I feel like you were doing a lot more covering than Blaine loved the kamikaze <laughs> offside tram. Yeah. I feel like one of the yeah. Stockport gave me, uh, yeah. the immediate regular heartbeat. I was crazy, but, uh, but it definitely seemed like you, you struck up a good rapport. And I mean look, you played I mean, it's well documented. You, you played every minute of 61 games yeah. in that first season. I mean, it's a heck of a lot of matches. I mean, did you just feel a sense of invincibility? I mean, yeah,
0: you I think I was in, I was enjoying myself. Um I always get a I always got a good reception off the crowd. Um it was it was good. Like, I only realize now that how big Wrexham was and Teams used to come there and they'll play different when they're playing against us. Through the players that we had, and that was just time to probably like showcase them, showcase themselves because Wrexham's a big club, and at that time you you were not want to go to Wrexham if you're in the National League. You're playing full full time, uh, good set of lads, good manager. You can, you can attract you can attract players in that league. But it was it was good.
2: Yeah, I mean you you were seen as you, you know, yourself, Connor Jennings, Lumot, people like that were seen as the, you know, recruitment-wise, we yeah. had we had great players. Yeah. Um, and you know, there was always that chant that you would wear the magic hat. And uh, <laughs> you know, only only since we've got Aaron Hayden is that something yeah. revived now. Yeah. Uh, another another centre back. Um the, the following season, then we go on, we show a bit of improvement. You got another one-year deal. I mean, that was pretty common, I was saying to you on the way, and it's yeah. quite common that. Everyone, even people like youngy we've got in there now. we yeah. just getting one. We couldn't afford really to offer much security. Was yeah. given you dropped down from being a League One footballer. Was there any worry about that? That one year deal. Were you not? Was that not really a factor at that point?
0: Uh, no, no, no. Because I think during the season they, they made it clear that they wanted to keep me on for next year, mm. and I think they spoke to me before. They spoke to to anybody else and I said, said to him straight away I said no sorry I'm not I was happy where I was because I felt felt I felt I was playing good football mm. um, I was getting along with uh, say the fans and people around the club and it, it felt similar to Warsaw mm. so it felt very very similar to Warsaw and I wanted to play my part in aiming for promotion with them because I know that's their aim for every season promotion so that's what you want to be part of but but they weren't, they weren't unrealistic with what they wanted to do. They had to settle The players just underperformed.
2: Yeah, you you win player of the season um in in that season. And I think you know, unanimous. I think you probably scooped every local group's award, but we need a new trophy cabinet with all the kind of uh, trophies. I mean in that first season, what, what was your kind of Routine? You just driving every
0: day, carpool in. I mean, what was the kind of? Yeah, but uh, I think it's me, me, Wes, and uh Joe. and Yeah, I think yeah, Joe Clark. Yeah, yeah. seen him the there as well. Still, a good, like, still, like, still playing as well. And then I think uh, Cole Store. He, he came on board and then it just car showed up. Sometimes I stayed down there. Uh, the famous clubhouse. Yeah. yeah, famous clubhouse. But then I was just yeah, just car shared really, but it was, it was good because. We had a good set, of lads. Everyone got on with each other. Everyone got on with each other, and we had good banter together as a group. It wasn't really different different groups of, of players. Everyone was more more together.
2: Yeah, I mean, Joe Clark from, from all the people we speak to seems like a, a character to in a car share. It seems <laughs> like uh, you know. I mean, he was lumped with most of the driving there. You,
0: to fair, to fair, he used to drive back every used day. To drive, he, uh, used to, he used to drive a lot. Joe He used to drive a lot. So any any chance he would get, he would say, "No, I'll drive. I'll drive." and then it's easy, easier.
2: That way. Well, I said I was, I was in the car, the the day players are doing rock, paper, scissors, not to drive the trainers. So, uh, you know,
0: what, what did your family
2: make? Because I like you say you've come down to the National League, you might think fifth division, but Racecourse is a massive, you know, oldest international football stadium, and yeah. massive club.
0: Always, <laughs> it's always got to be realistic with, say, a bit and you've got to know where you, where you think you can get to. And, and your own your own ability you gotta know. I knew new would never make it to the Premiership at that age. Now I'm so big. I'm what 26 You gotta be you gotta be realistic. Like I had offers from say League Two, but then what's, what's the point after having the season I had there? What's the point in starting again? If you know I mean it was nothing to do with let me push myself. See if I can League Two, like. <laughs> I won't play football for that. Like if I'm getting the love that I have got shown, I'm playing every game. I'm improving, and you can see that in the game. Then what? I'm. I'm. I'm staying. I'm not going to be. I'm going to be persuaded of for an extra two hundred group.
1: Yeah I, I was, yeah, I was. I
0: was, was
2: going to say for at uh, that level, um, and you know, wages are going up. It's a shame. Yeah, I feel like you're coming to the National League at the wrong time. You'd coming <laughs> now, you might be on a five-year deal, eight grand a week, you'd be, you'd be laughing. Um, But, you know, even now when I was looking at the tweets and things to you, people saying, you know, you're my favourite player and my lad's favourite player and, and inspiration. Does that, look, players move around all the time, we know yeah. that, and not by their choice always, but yeah. does that go a long way into convincing you that actually I, I want to, I want
0: to stay even for the no, no, going up. No, it does, especially in, say, at this level. Like when you know the you've got the support from not only your family but people in the stadium, because you can make a mistake, but you don't make mistakes on purpose. Mm. You don't go out to lose games on purpose. And the way everyone was with me around the club, um it's not it's not worth not worth risking it really. Like what what more can I get than that one we're looking for? So we stay. Well you stay.
2: Or we stay. I'm yeah. stuck with them, I think. Um <laughs> will you stay on. We we end up getting closer than we were. Um obviously Wilkin, well, I only backtrack a bit. Wilkin ends up being moved on yeah. after the North ferriby final
0: yeah.
2: um in the FA trophy. were, were you kind of expecting that? at that moment i mean it, it definitely felt as from a fan's perspective that he was he was gone um just in the manner of that yeah. game we, we, uh, have you ever thought back about that game in terms of the, the way that was a game we should have won yeah um, I think was i think it was, it
0: was comfortable in the game it was comfortable it was too many like, not a long left no <laughs> some people in the substitutes like, that he made at the time just to get players on um, but they're going to score, and then well, obviously a manager can only do, do so much. He like can't win ahead of you on the pitch. It's got to be down to individuals. And then we end up conceding and going into extra time, and then they score, and then we score, and then it's penalty shootout. out. Like anything can happen on the penalty shootout. out. Like if we would, would have won the penalty shootout, out, things would have be been different yeah. Like, yeah. It comes down to one kick.
2: Louis Malt in the tunnel after. We've had Louis on before. Um, it's, it's basically in tears in, in the tunnel after. You know, so gutted because for a lot of players at that level, Wembley is, is quite rare. And we're we're going back to Wembley soon. Um, and it's quite rare. I mean, was there a kind of dressing room inquest or was it just silence? And how how did the dressing room kind of deal with that?
0: Yeah, it was just, just disappointment. Yeah, disappointment because it was confident, very, very confident going into the game, and as the game went on, and obviously with two up, you just think that's it now. Twenty minutes, we'll be lifting the cup, and you don't really, you don't really think too much. And then the, when, once they score, you just think, okay, then just keep it tight, keep it tight, and then you end up, end up scoring again. And You think. They've only had, they haven't had anything in the game. Their winger was the only one that was causing problems, or Their winger was the only one that was causing problems, but it
2: was, it was very, very unlucky. It's just sad because I love that Dennis the Man is kit. So it's, uh, every time I see that, I just you know, I think of two things. I think of that Grimsby Centenary game yeah. where we ended up with the, the red card and we, we, we had an unbelievable crowd that day. And then sadly, the FA Trophy final with North Ferry. Obviously, they, they changed manager there.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, New manager, you obviously kept on and, and played with the season. You, you're always going to go nowhere. We kick on again, but we, we missed the playoffs again. Uh, well, why do you think that, That you know, in, in those two seasons before you end up going, why do you think we just couldn't quite? Do you think we just didn't
0: have the quality? The, qu- the quality was there because we played some good games, we beat uh, some strong teams. So the quality was always there. It's just obviously not consistent enough was not consistent enough as a as a team. Obviously you're gonna get individual good performance and bad performances for the season when that happens, but as a team it was obviously inconsistent and wasn't wasn't good enough over the period of the season. <laughs>
2: Gary Mills then wasn't it that was, that was there as, as manager yeah Yeah. What, what was your impression of Gary again and other, particularly with Rexxers fans another divisive character to say the least
0: Uh, I, I, I like to I didn't things that I didn't agree with what he'd done I just kept quiet and, and made sure I was right for the games like some people like what he does some people some people don't but there were, there were some things that so i wasn't used to but then he's the manager so you do as he sees fit and if you want to do anything extra then you take it upon yourself so i always always done my things that i needed to do and i think i think it was more on the on the mental side of players he tried to get into our our heads a lot and make us believe and yeah, that's which you, you try to do that a lot. But there's sometimes where, say we wouldn't, we'll do certain things in training. I'm, I'm always used to doing my own my own structure. I need it. I need a certain way for me to feel good. And I'll just done what I needed to do to get ready for games.
1: Yeah, it
2: was well documented, and and he's done podcasts since then about kind of you know, would like to go to the pub and, and would like to kind of relax players yeah. before big games, which fans find bizarre and, and, and odd in the current climate. I mean, yourself personally, we've not spoken that many times, yeah. but I can't imagine, was that not a bit of a shock to the system, the was way you kind so of handled yeah. it off the pitch?
0: Well, for me, it was, it was okay. So For me, it was okay if you do it a few times. Right. But then, for me, I needed to train... I needed to be in my relaxing. I didn't want to be sitting in the pub, but then you don't want to be the one to not let the group down. You just have to get involved and try and make it a group effort. And I did have some good times there, but then sometimes I think, you know, on a train, I want to get back on, prepare, prepare for tomorrow. So it was it was different. It was different every single time we we went there. But well, you, you obviously you do as a, as the manager says and. The just go
2: with it, really do you, do you think I, I don't think this is unfair do you think he played favourites in that group because he, obviously he he gutted the squad at the end I mean right. he I mean, he got rid of 16 players he kept he, 7 he, on he yeah. kept the ones that he, he'd been with a long time and he's kept. He's taken with him since it, was there no I'll sense of that i tell you, 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 you,
0: you, you, you favourites Newt's was a favourite <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, everyone, everyone, yeah. everyone, everyone knew that yeah. Newt's knew that like but he's, 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 he's good, non-biological he's son. Good, yeah, but Leeds is a good guy. Yeah. Like he's one of the people that whether, I think he was the favourite of York. Like he's always famous, to a good guy. No. But then the, the, I think the guys a guy for you. You play what team you think is gonna win. Like if you if you think someone else plays better at center half, like I played the majority of the games right back, like more than I thought. Like, does he think I'm the best right back? Probably doesn't, but he might even be on the pitch. Not, I was never going to give you what Jab uh, was going to give at uh, right back, but I think some people was expecting that. But for someone that plays centre off I'm not I'm not going to be overlapping, especially when I got Wes York in front of me most of the time. Like I'm, um, no, like, we're not going to get that from me. And I think some people got frustrated with it. But but I, I did I didn't want to be at right back. I I did I didn't want to be right back. But I did for the team, and I'll, I'll try. I I'll try my I try my best to put in a performance at right back, and. As long as I didn't concede, and we won the game. Then that's my job done as a defender. Uh-oh. But, but as, if, I was, if I was the attacking side, like I were not offering very much, and I, I won't get that, because I knew my I knew my levels. You're not going to get me in the final third doing step overs and and whipping the ball in. I don't do no, some no, of a disservice. No, maybe no, a, bit, a bit more training, maybe. No, no, a, no, no, that's not what me.
2: OK, so you're very professional you know, and you don't want to rot the boat, really. You're willing to play right back. Did you think... I'm trying to think who was playing the two centre-backs.
0: It would, have, it would have been Blaine uh, um, and Jama. Blaine and Jama and Newt's left right. back.
2: I mean, look, two, two long servants for us at that, yeah. at that time. Was there any part of you that felt you should have been that... First, you know, You were player of the season at centre-back, played every game. Did it feel odd that you were the one shifted out? Or, you know, why Why do you
0: think that was? Uh, not, not, not too sure.
1: Hmm.
0: Like I, I would have preferred to play, obviously, centre-half. But then, does Blaine then play right back?
2: The big old right back, if he plays
0: right yeah. back. When does, when does he play right back? Um, I think I was a bit more mobile than Blaine. Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> I think he a bit more pace. But Blaine knows that. No, no, no disrespect for him, but I didn't, I didn't enjoy myself at right back. Yeah, and I think you could see it through some performances I didn't really enjoy it. I'll try, I'll always try, I'll always try my best, uh, no matter where he put me.
2: Did you feel that you could approach him about that and say, or did was that never the type of sort of personality you wanted to be? Did you feel like you could have gone knocked on his door and said, I, I don't, I am not being utilised right at uh, right back, or no?
0: No, because he, he'll always do what's best for the team. He'll always do what's best for me. He's not going to put me in a position to play bad, so he drops me. <laughs> like some people would, might, might do that, but he I don't think he's doing it for that reason. He was very approachable. He would always give me the confidence at right back. Like when he was doing training exercises, he wouldn't sit me center off. and saying, say, no, go right, go right back. I want you crossing balls in. I want you practising. I want you doing that. So that's what, that's what I'll do the majority of the time. Were you
2: surprised when you got released and, and how did you find out? Did they call you in or did they, you know, is it a text message? I've I'm I'm never known really how these things kind of work out for players. Uh,
0: how did that happen?
2: Because for us, we, we were quite surprised that, you know, a player of the season, you, I think you played all by three games in that
0: over the but two then, seasons. But then both seasons, the season before, before that, I wasn't the same I wasn't the same player that, that played with... For Gary Mills, he seen me a majority of right back and yeah. different style of play. Like I probably wasn't what he wanted playing was. Um, and I don't know what he's been told by the, the club either. It was a surprise that yeah I got released uh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. But then. When it comes to the end of the season, it didn't feel like anyone was safe, apart from Nuts. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, like it could, it could have been anyone. Well, a lot, like, were, a lot were not safe. You got rid of sixteen at, at that point, yeah, and like, kept, I think,
2: seven. Oh, you know, he offered seven contracts
0: out. Yeah, like you don't know because having done so well as a manager, like he knows his players and knows who he wants to bring in. So we, if he's getting rid of a lot of players for whatever reason, then. Obviously, he's going to bring a lot in that he's used to dealing with, and used to the way he plays, and used to the way he does things off the field.
2: You end up going then to Gate, like you say, yeah. uh, basically the non Barcelona uh, for, for the first few years, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> or seemingly um, with minus Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Um that, that again, that felt a, a bit, you know, decent club at that point they were competing, yeah. but it felt a a strange move just because it was so far, so far yeah. So it just far. felt a strange move. I mean, was that were you kind of keen to go up there, force <laughs> uh, your hand a
0: bit up there? Do you have other offers that were maybe a bit closer? No, down? No, there, was, there was a few offers, but then I, I met up with nobody last When I spoke to him, and then he was just another one that was straightforward. So I one to one play, um, playing center off. Um, I might play three at the back, so I want to play on the right side of the three. I want to get this player, that player, that player, and I'm going to go for it this year. Are you on board or not? (laughs) Basically. And I said, give me a few days. And then I spoke to, obviously, my wife. She said, obviously, it's Newcastle. And she said, let's go for it. Let's go for it. And then, obviously, done it. I enjoyed my time up there. So you moved your family there? there, No, no, the family stayed. I didn't want them, I didn't want them to move, the children moving school. Sure. Yeah, they were settled. And my wife's business uh, was was doing well. Like it's not fair to move that. I'd rather be the one to do the moving around and come back uh, as and when. But that's what Neil Espin told me is like I'll try and get you back home as, as much as possible. You could try and go back. And then every uh, you can Gates said so every game is downside anyway. So you just meet on the coach and then uh, go straight to the game. But it was it was good with me. Another good man management, like you understood with me, like he got, he got, you got, you got, you got the best out of me.
2: Not quite the race course ground with the well, gates Gateshead. No. no, no disrespect to that athletics yeah. track or whatever they call it now. But yeah. I'm trying to think. Of who you were playing with Hogan, Liam Hogan, Hogan, uh, yeah,
0: Jamal Cum as well. Yeah, Jamal. Wes Cum. Yeah, yeah, a few, of you sure. ended up there. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, well, you know, we mentioned words a bit, but but maybe a word on, on Jamal. I mean, he. Um, is still playing yeah. you know for bore and Wooden, doing a really good job and, and almost did Rex in my favor recently. Yeah. Uh not quite Agent Five as he was <laughs> is nicknamed on social media. <laughs> um what was Jamal like because it always felt and some other people I spoke to on and off the microphone say he's just a a wise soul and he's just yeah, a really yeah. good lad.
0: Is it is approachable. Another one that's very approachable another one that will tell you tell you how it is. Uh, we want to improve you as well and give you loads of advice. And we and push you if you said, jump, uh, come on, let's do um, a bit of, say, I don't know, defending crossing. He's like, come on, then, let's do it. And we'll stay out for an extra hour, especially against said because there's, what you're doing is going back to your room. So we'll just do training and stay out after training for a bit. But majority of the would as well. But he's, yeah, it's a good one. Smart, Jammer. Smart, smart, smart. Other people think, like, yeah, it really was really, really smart, smart individual as a person
2: as well. Funny because uh Mokes was saying he always used to get grief off Jamal in the dressing room, kind of like messing around, dancing around with the music on. Yeah, because he's serious as a game, yeah, you yeah, know, serious he's, player. It's like me
0: because you want you want things done like professional. You want to be professional about everything, like before the game, just do what do what's gonna make you play good, like switch on, think about things. Some players obviously have a little dance and whatnot, but then because jammer <laughs> and Mokes are so close, he'll say no, stop. Like, do that after the game when you want don't do it all before because these are the things that are going to get dragged up if we lose or if we draw or if you have a bad performance you've like, yeah, got to be focused obviously on the game but he was right they had, they had a good a good relationship big brother little brother type, yeah, was, type it was, it relationship um, even, even at the club he would tell him off. It was like you <laughs> got to do this right you got to do this what are you eating this for get this in your body like he was it was a uh, big bro. A little
2: were, were, were there any good... Co- Every time this clubhouse comes up, and we've had players God, going back years now, that I don't think anyone seems to be able to know how to cook a, a decent meal. <laughs> I feel like we need a... We should have invested in a private chef a long time ago. What was the club... What I've got, I've got to ask, what, what was the
0: clubhouse like? A Chaos? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was OK. Everyone had their own room each. Uh, obviously, the, there's games on, so we just sit down together, and watch games. Some people cook for themselves, some people cook for three or four of us, and then some people stay for the full week, or some people just stay day before a game, after a game. It was very in and out, in and out, in and out. Mm. But everyone just kept themselves to themselves.
2: Anyone, yeah. anyone, cook, anyone cook anything good that you would? You
0: would? Would you oh, trust anyone give... to cook for you? I don't I, know. I was. I'll I cook my own meals, <laughs> but then Joe was a good cook. Joe Clark. Joe Clark. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a. Uh, it was it was a very good cook, so we used to cook meals for that for the boys.
2: We should have had some kind of like Rex and Master Chef, and just to see you, uh, we've had all sorts of absolute calamities would have been funny. Um, obviously, said gets to a point where it isn't feasible for the family. In the end, it's too far away for you, yeah. And, and they come to an agreement; they cancel it. Did you want to just come back to Wrexham or did that door just open? Dean gave you a ring. I mean, how did that no, the it, return come about?
0: It was well, obviously once the season was getting to an end. I was thought, could I do this for another season? Like, like, my missus would never say that she needs help. She'll find a way and and do it. That's what makes her so well the person she is. But then I, f- I felt like I needed to be back more. Like, I couldn't have the kids coming down. Look, they'll come down there on a Friday. And it's a Friday for me. I want to be chilled. But I'm not going to chill if my daughters come down. I want to be playing with them until two o'clock in the morning, but I can't. So then they'll come down and I'll be, be strict. I want to get to bed early. But then at the same time, I want to, I want to entertain them. And then it was too, I didn't want to up and down the right motorway, especially with two young kids. It was a long distance for, yeah, it's a long distance. So. I thought I needed to be closer. Yeah, I needed to be closer. But me being, me being, uh, keeps speak, if you know what I mean. You mm. we'll speak. You know, him from from a while back. Yeah, yeah. Walsall. yeah I was at Warsaw. I with him. Yeah, yeah I was at like, Warsaw like with him. Uh, he hasn't changed. <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> changed no. But he's, he's always been good. I, I speak to him as a person, football side, so I speak to him as a person. And obviously, he was manager at Wrexham at the time. So when I was saying that, I need, I want to come home. I want to be closer to home. Then he just said, well, once you've made a decision, obviously I'll know if you're staying in And then I spoke to him. I, was, well, I spoke to him last and I said, oh, I want to be closer to him because where are you going? So I don't know yet. But I want to go closer. And he said, well, speak to some clubs, see if you can get closer to him. And come back to me. And I come back to him and said, well, I spoke to, obviously, uh, Keith And he said, there's an opportunity for me to go back call. Well, my camper you go
2: for? It. Oh, you know, we were obviously chuffed for you to to come back we, I think if Sean was there at that point and and you know, that was uh, in the non-league year, I think until this season you kind of the, the ones that people looked at like oh, we've we've got, you know, one of the best defences in yeah. in 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 the world. <laughs> you know, these are two great defenders you end up getting team of the season 2017 18. Yeah. Did you feel did everything sort of feel right again? Did it feel like you'd gone back to that kind of first season? You know, how did it feel in that group? Because it's a different team, that one, to the one you first come into when you played those 61 games.
0: Yeah. I think before that, but I was at Gator, and we played, we come home and play Rexham at home, not we? And I think we won it's 2 now. Yeah, thanks for that. Sorry I appreciate that, that Remar. <laughs> 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 2 now, but then I got a good reception off the ground then, didn't I? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't expect that. Do you uh, know what we what were, no. were you expecting? I to be jeered or? or? Jared, but the. They made an the effort, didn't they? They actually made an effort. We could like, because, like um, back to the race course, Manny Smith, and everyone starts cheering and thinking, you don't have to do that. Like, went out of their way to do it. And it's... felt like I had not unfinished, well, unfinished business, really. Like, I felt like I'll, I'll, if I had the chance to go back, I would go back, and then I had the chance. But then that season, when I came back, and I me and Sean Dunwell, it just felt like little mistakes. It was just little mistakes cost us. Like say we obviously kept loads of clean sheets and was very good defensively. But then there were some games where I don't know, we just weren't a lot of champions, didn't
2: we? I I went to a lot of games that season and you know Dean that's that's where Dean ends up moving on towards the end, isn't it? And and the, the Look, to be to be totally honest, the wheels look like they just we ran out of steam. They came off, and nobody. I spoke to James Jennings. Not that long ago on the podcast, and he he can't could, he couldn't work out why that was. Um, can you? When you look back, I no. mean, you know, there's quality in there. in that, in that group. No, not a bit. I think It was close. It was close. We had
0: the quality, but I don't know. there's, there's something missing? You can't put your finger on it. there's something missing? And. And obviously, we'll be struggling, struggling a bit. Uh, Did, do you think Dean going
2: was 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 a was a contributing factor, or again, do you think that that's too easy
0: an excuse for for players that it didn't work out? I think no, because like, he got on with everyone. He got on with everyone, and he made sure everyone was right right for the game. He couldn't have done anything more. Like he give another one that gives players what they needed. Like how am going to get you right for Saturday? How am going to get you playing the best football? Okay, this is what to do for you. Okay, I'm gonna get you playing your best football getting you right. it's very good at going around and knowing the groups and giving us incentives and keeping the group really close. Because the is one as a player. So everything is giving back to us, it's got it's got it's gotta be of some value.
2: Yeah, Keatsy. As a player, was amazing and is well remembered. You know, great player for us. But as a manager, his style seemed always great on on fans. Even though we had, you know, it's our all time best defensive record. Yeah. Do you think that was unfair? Do you think he, he kind of was unfairly criticised as manager
0: for us? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think he was. I'm not saying that because I speak to him personally. Mm. But obviously, you give players all the different- information. That's needed. And it's up to us to do it on the pitch. So it's, it's up to us to up to us to apply it. And you get gotta do as as you see fit. If he, if the gaffers telling you every time you get you get wide cross the ball, but it's not on. You're not just gonna cross it. I do know. You gotta use your own brain and use your own ability to make things happen. Like you can't gaffers can't go out there and play the game for you. Obviously, they've got to give you some sort of structure what you want, but you gotta there's, there's enough experience in the team for us to drag all the players through.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of, the, I remember being one one night, I think it was a night game, fleet away in the rain, in that uncovered away, and I think Andy Davis was in charge. And that basically was where the playoff dream, you know, we, we slipped and slipped. When you look at that team, though, what was it like playing with Sean? You know, you've had Blaine, but I mean, Sean is, a, is sort of the, Embodiment of what people assume national league captains yeah. are. I mean, was he was he as, as kind of disciplined and strict? Yeah, was, was he in, you know, in the dressing room as he was on the pitch that we saw.
0: Yeah, it, it was strict. He would always demand off players around him, and even in training, it would it would dig people out. Uh, he would demand off players that are around him, even if he had uh, games, different different sort of games. He would want to go to win your team we always want to always want to win, always want to get the best out of of, of uh, who's around him. But no, he was, a, he was a, good, a very good character. He was the same on the pitch. You can see the way he plays and his decision that he makes. But he gets the best out of people around him as well. Like he's a very good captain. Oh,
2: he I mean, was very yeah. good for us. I mean, he ended up doing uh, takeaway deliveries for yeah. people turning up at their door you just uh, I again. Mean, it, yeah.
0: a good it's a good guy like that though. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that like. I think he uh, he, he felt the same way I did when I first went to Rexham, like, loved. And if he has to go out and deliver meals to keep everyone happy, just to boost everyone up, well, well, why wouldn't you? Like, he's he's local. He he didn't mind. And, you know, it's a way of giving back for him, wasn't it? He didn't have to do it, but that's the sort of guy Sean is. He'll give anything for
2: anyone. Fast forwarding now to, you know, at at this point as well, before we maybe fast forward on, I've kind of had a question in from, from somebody I put out uh, saying I was here, to come and chat to you. Somebody said, what, what was your exercise diet regime? Because it's a it's pretty unheard of for someone to stay fit that, you know, kind of before we get on to the, the injury and everything.
0: The 61 games. Yeah, you know,
2: 61 games. I mean, even oh, after that, say, you, yeah. you, you only missed three games. I mean, I, I don't know if I read this and maybe you can call me out with nonsense, but did, did you kind of stop eating meat or anything yeah. you know kind of dairy like what was your kind of regime yeah. to stay so fit and, and healthy
0: I, I stopped eating uh meat and anything with dairy really mm-hmm. i was it towards the
2: was what was it what was that kind of around joint erect some days or before uh, that i don't know I,
0: I don't know why i've done it well to be to tell like my, my wife was vegan right but i said i couldn't certain things i couldn't give up like i couldn't give up fish like i love fish if there's a fish i'll turn option laws with fish but I said that I could do that, but as long as I fish, I thought, you know what, i will be pescatarian. i try. Mm. Done loads of research, read upon it and whatnot. And see, so it's actually like good for the body, and I thought I'd just give it a go. But then I felt I felt good. I'd always have the same routine. I had the same routine before games, uh, after games, the way, I, the way I'd train. Like, I knew my body. And there'll be times where I couldn't train, like I didn't feel... I could train, but then, because I played so many games, it was understandable, and I said, no, I'll have a rest. But there'll be some times where i come in on a Monday and I feel like I need to, instead of having, like, a, say a cool down, and stay in the gym, i need to go out for 15, 20 minutes have a little run around, and I'll, I'll do that. I'll just do what? How, how, how I felt, what was in fit, really, for me. Did,
2: did, did you feel, I sense just a question for me. Isn't it? Did you just feel healthy though? Did you, you know what I mean? Yeah. For someone who's not giving up meat, no, I did, yeah. you just I feel
0: felt, healthier. I felt, I felt good. I felt. I think it. I think it's all around everything really. I think the way I was, I was playing and the reception I was getting all the time, and obviously I was, eat, I was eating more. You have to as a, as a, as a And was, not everyone does yeah. though. Some people. There's some people cheat can, a bit yeah. more than others. There's, I think. There's times where you can never. Obviously, after the game, they say, just, just eat, basically, mm-hmm. you can, but I'll just, all strict, I'll stick with it what, I'll, I'll what, for a long time.
2: What did players have after games, day eh? I mean, still, we had the, the games, the lads in the day were having a Domino's after a London away yeah, it's, day. It's normally, Is that yeah, pizza pizza? Lap-
0: normally pizzas or Chinese, oh, fish and chips. Fish and yeah. chips, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look,
2: there's some great so, kind of weymouth, lovely fish and chips down there. And uh, yeah, I, I can't it. imagine a Chinese on the bus, but it, it
0: kind of uh, it's all the loads, it's all the way, it? all, yeah. all the whatever, and everyone just yeah, especially with a long trip. Someone you eat, eat now and then you eat, eat a bit before you go, and then you know, something people, some people bring their own stuff.
2: So we go into that 2018 19 season, I mean, you, hindsight's an amazing thing, but did you no. feel Good going into that season. Did you feel yourself? Feel healthy? Yeah, I
0: thought is is this the second season sure? Yeah, yes, I mean it, yeah. The, the, this is we're, we're
2: building up now to that Solihull game in the office. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, you know. Yeah. You,
0: no, I felt good. You felt yeah. good. I yeah, thought I felt, I felt good. I think I had a good um good pre-season. Uh, we knew what we we'd done the, the season before and yeah, I felt good going into that season. I felt good. I was, I was playing good as well. I felt like, I felt like I was actually playing good. And then is the squad against no, Eastly, yeah, Eastly. Squad against as well. And I thought I just felt good. I felt like every game. Especially because I was discussing uh going through contracts. Yeah. Like I felt like I was in a good position. <laughs>
1: said earlier in the podcast there will be a part two of that released in the weeks ahead myself and Naif will be back next week to discuss and digest all the news from the kairos as always please do leave a like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already you can get us on twitter at rob ryan red. you can now get us on instagram as well at rob ryan red thank you very much for joining us today and we'll see you again next time it's the 90th minute